Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 34th week of Weekly Poker Hand. Today I'm going to be going over a hand from early in a small buy-in event, which um, to me means something like a $1,000 or $2,000 event. So in this hand, I have King-6 offsuit in the cutoff. So before I even decide to play the hand, notice that we have about 100, 110 big blinds. So we have 2,700 chips at 25-25, which is often the first level of a lot of smaller stakes tournaments, such as local casinos, such as the ones they have at local casinos and also at the World Series of Poker. I think they may have actually just changed this, but in the past, it used to start at 25-25. So with King-6 offsuit, this is certainly not a good hand, but I really like creating a an aggressive dynamic early at the start of a tournament because that's going to allow you to get paid off later. If you sit here and play really tight early, you're going to have a difficult time getting paid off when you're actually playing for a large amount of chips. And the thing is that even if I lose this hand, say I lose 250 chips in the first hand, which is 10 big blinds, that's not that big of a deal. I think that a lot of players get really concerned about losing chips. They hate losing chips, especially whenever it feels unnecessary. But... Even if I'm losing a tiny amount of chips with this hand in general, well, first off, I think it's profitable, but even if I'm losing a tiny amount of chips, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to set me up to get significantly more action later. So I like to raise this. I'm going to raise 275 when everyone folds to me. And then a random 40-year-old guy decides to call in the big blind. I don't really make too many generic assumptions about random players in the smaller stakes games. I believe this was from a $1,500 buy-in World Series event. But I generally expect a lot of these players to be somewhat weak, passive, straightforward. I expect them to call with their marginal hands, raise with their nuts, fold with their nothing, and just generally let me know where I'm at in the hand. So my opponent checks the flop on 10-6-2. I have middle pair. Against a very strong player who's going to put me in tough spots, I think checking behind is perfectly fine. I think it's probably the best play against a lot of very good players because I don't really want to bet and get raised. That would be very bad. And if my opponent does check call, they're going to have a lot of hands that either have a lot of equity against me, like 9-8, or hands like a 10 that have me crushed. So I, I think checking behind is fine. I also think betting is fine. This hand is definitely good enough to bet for value on the flop. But the, the more often you think you're going to be getting check raised, the more inclined you should be to check behind. So anyways, my opponent checks, and I bet 125 into the 175 pot. And again, this is because I expect this player to be somewhat straightforward. I don't expect him to check-raise me too frequently. So he calls. And when he check-calls, I think his range is going to be mostly a 10, a 6, um, a pair, pocket pairs, 9 or worse, although I may just 3-bet those pre-flop, and um, maybe 9-8, 9-7, and 8-7. I guess he could also have 4-3 and 5-4. I suppose those are reasonable as well, especially if he has something like 5-4 diamonds, he's probably going to call. So I, I think I'm in okay shape against that range. The turn is a jack, which is not exactly bad for me. It, it's a spot where I could easily have the jack, but my opponent cannot too easily have the jack unless he has something like jack-10 that already had me beat. I don't think he's going to randomly call the flop with stuff like queen-jack. So this is a fairly safe card. It may appear like it's a bad card for me, but this is actually a pretty good card because it's so difficult for my opponent to have it. So my opponent checks, which I expect him to do most of the time, and I have to decide if I want to bet again for value slash protection. And I have to ask myself, will my opponent call a turn bet of something like 275 with 
um, maybe something like Ace-2? And I would say the answer to that's probably not. Will he call with 8-7 for 275? Probably not. So at least betting somewhat large is not a great play. I think betting small actually has some merit to charge the draws, but that opens me up to getting check raise, which is not what I want at all. So this is a spot where I think I need to check behind a large percentage of the time. And I would be checking behind if I had a marginal 10, a 6, um, any sort of air. And I'd be doing that mostly so that on the river, if my opponent bets, I can call most of the time. Some particularly bad cards from my hand on this board would be any 9, 8, or 7. If, I, if the river was a 9, 8, or 7 and my opponent bet, I would fold pretty easily. On most other rivers, though, I think I'm actually in pretty good shape. Like, a queen is a particularly safe card, because, again, it's pretty hard for my opponent to have a queen, just like it was hard for him to have a jack. A uh, king gives me two pair. An ace is somewhat bad. Maybe my opponent check calls the flop with ace high sometimes, so I guess an ace is a bad card. But any of the lower cards, I'm probably not going to fold on either. So any queen, jack, ten, king, queen, jack, ten are all fine. And then a six is good, five, four, three, and two. All of those are going to be fairly safe cards for me. Of course, I lose on some of them, but those are cards that I really don't think I need to be folding on if my opponent bets the river. If my opponent checks me on the river on those cards, I may go for a thin value bet, but I think it's close. I think the fact that I have a king kicker actually makes it to where I can value bet. If I had, if I was playing closer to the board, like say I had six, five, four, um, just bottom pair, no kicker, I would probably not be value betting. Cause I think a lot of my opponent's hands are a random six and king six beats almost all the random sixes. Anyways, the river is a three, which like I said, I'm probably going to call a river bet on. And my opponent bets 325, which is somewhat large. And I have to ask myself, will my, would my opponent bet with a 10 for value for this large? Because my hand certainly looks marginal, right? So would he ever bet with, would he bet that large thinking I'm going to call with something like a six? And I would think the answer to that is no. So that really makes me think he either has a very good hand and is trying to get me to call with a lot of, uh, he's betting large because he has a, because he thinks he has a big hand and that's a good enough reason to bet, even though that's not true. Or he is betting large because he's trying to make me fold. Or he's betting large because he thinks I have a good hand and he just has a better hand. So which really good hands could my opponent have? He could have jack-10. That's certainly reasonable. He could have a set that he slow played, but there aren't too many combinations of sets. He could also have 5-4. I'm actually somewhat concerned with 5-4. But um, I think it's way more likely that my opponent has something like 9-8, or 9 9-8, nine, seven, or eight, seven for a busted gut shot. He could also conceivably have something like four, three that he's actually turning into a bluff or just betting because he doesn't know what else to do with it. You will see this a ton in the smaller stakes games and $1,500 buy in world series of poker events do play effectively like a small stakes game because a lot of the players are playing well above their bankroll. So you'll see guys betting with hands like ACE three on this river not really knowing if they're bluffing or value betting. They're just betting because, you know, they the turn checked and they have a pair now. So whenever my opponents are going to be really inclined to play the river poorly, I am going to be much more inclined to look them up in the spot. Obviously, you want to quantify how they're playing poorly. If they're only betting with the nuts, that's a form of playing very poorly, in which case I should fold. But I think a lot of players are betting poorly in the spot such that they're just betting with a lot of hands that I'm actually in okay shape against. So this is a spot where I'm going to call pretty much every time. And my opponent had pocket fives. So interestingly enough, <laughs> this 
this is almost the exact type of hand I was talking about where my opponent isn't really bluffing, but he's also not really value betting. So I think this was a very bad bet by my opponent on the river. I think he would be able to play his hand much more profitably if he checked planning to check call a lot of the time. Because if I'm value betting the river, I probably have a 10 or better or a good six. Or I have a lot of busted draws because I could easily have the busted draws as well. Which I may decide to bluff. Like say I was sitting here with 4-3, I may decide to bluff this river as a bluff. <laughs> bluff this river as a bluff, yeah. <laughs> um, I may decide to bet this river as a bluff because I'm trying to get him off of a 6 or a 2. I guess not, not a 2. I'm trying to get him off of a 6 primarily. Maybe a 10 if he decides to be really nitty. Um, but so yeah, I, I generally hate this spot for my opponent. I think that this was a very bad bet because it allows me to play well. And notice that I called with a 6, right? I, I don't think I'm calling with a 2 very often just because I lose to too many made hands. So I think this is a bet by my opponent that allows me to play perfectly. I actually made a webinar recently where I discuss how to play top pair. And of course, my king six is not top pair in this exact hand, but it's a hand very similar to that, such as if I had 10-9, I would have played it the exact same way. And if you want to get access to that webinar, ch uh, check out jonathanlittlepoker.com slash top pair, T-O-P-P-A-I-R, no spaces. Um, I think that's a really educational webinar that will teach you how to stay out of a lot of trouble whenever you have a good but not great made hand, just like this. I mean, our six, believe it or not, is pretty good, mainly because of my late position raise and the big blind calling. But quite often, you'll have something like king-queen on a king-7-4 board. And a lot of amateur players just bet three streets, or they bet the flop, and then they call a check raise and then stack off. And if you find that you are constantly losing a lot of money with top pair, you're probably not playing it right. And I would actually say that perhaps the number one leak of competent players who, you know, are not absolutely amateur, but competent players who have studied poker a lot is they misplay their top pairs on a regular basis. And you're going to find that quite often when you're putting money in the flop, when you're putting money in into the pot, you have a top pair. And if you are messing that up every time you have it, you're spewing a lot of equity. So check out that webinar if you feel like it, jonathanlittlepoker.com slash top pair. Thank you very much for watching, and I will talk to you next week.